Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Ty's Tech Line. I'm your host, Ty Harrington, and thank you so much for being here. Today, we have a really awesome guest. She's actually her second time being on the podcast. We have my good friend, Caitlin James, on the podcast today, and we're going to be talking all about her brand new YouTube channel that have been helping her launch. So we cover all sorts of topics from why she started a YouTube channel, is blogging dead, should you start a YouTube channel? And this is a really great conversation. Uh, Kate and I, we've worked a lot together over the years, and we do a lot of talking behind the scenes and I think it'll be really fun for people to get to hear us uh, kind of just have one of our normal discussions just with microphones in front of our faces. So hopefully you guys enjoy and let's jump into this conversation with my good friend, Caitlin. All right. So here we are. We are with the one and only Caitlin James. She's a mom. She's a blogger. (laughs) She's a photographer. And now she's a YouTuber. (laughs) KK, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That's that phrase is ringing in my head and it has been for weeks. <laughs> if you haven't seen the intro video for Caitlin's brand new YouTube channel, which is what we're here to talk about today, you should definitely go watch it and you'll hear my voice in that exact exact <laughs> yeah. same tone and inflection um, in her little welcome to my YouTube channel video. Um, but KK, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's been a while. It has. So KK was my first ever guest on the Ties Tech Line podcast and we took a little bit of a break. So we're back with the podcast and it's only appropriate that Caitlin is here. So perfect. We are going to talk all about YouTube, her brand new YouTube channel, because this is a really cool thing I think that she's doing. And it kind of is something I'm really, really excited about. If you can't tell, he's really excited. Yes. She's, I'm beyond excited for this. I'm so excited to talk about it because I think that YouTube is one of those things that maybe I have a deeper understanding. And like I have in this sort of like a, a pro user way of YouTube that most people don't. And when I think you came out with a YouTube channel, I was surprised at the response that people gave and that a lot of comments I saw were, oh, I've never had a YouTube account before. I've never subscribed to a YouTube channel before, but I'm going to subscribe to yours, which to me is mind blowing because I have been using YouTube and actively on YouTube for probably like eight to 10 years at this point. Right. But you don't have that kind of relationship with YouTube. So what has your sort of experience with YouTube been in the past? Well, let's just be fully transparent and explain that when Tyler was like, okay, I'm going to fix your YouTube channel. There's one YouTube video that I watch and it's how to work out your arms in 12 minutes. (laughs) And I found it on Pinterest and I just watch it on YouTube over and over again. And it was saved as my favorite. And when you went to her actual page, like the Caitlin James YouTube channel, that was the first thing that popped up. How to get rid of flabby arms. (laughs) Okay, so we, so that's pretty he much. He texted me and he was like, "KK, we have got to get this together." <laughs> Even just for random people to yes. find it before we decided to do it full out. So that's your kind of your main experience with YouTube has just been. I mean, I've I've not been. It's really interesting because I feel feel like I do represent a lot of my audience and what they kind of spend their time doing, and I, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, and I spend a lot of time running a business, and I, I honestly just have never had time to watch YouTube videos, which. Maybe that should be a red flag of like, well, if your people don't want, you know, why, why do YouTube, which we'll get into mm-hmm. in a little bit, but, um, I know it's the right decision for me in this season of business, but I think it's fun actually to introduce people to kind of a new outlet for getting content to them. Um, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time on podcasts, obviously, um, it makes a lot of sense because you can listen while you're doing other things, which is a little bit of a downside to YouTube. But then you think about photographers, they spend a lot of time editing and they just play it in the background, which is great. So, yeah. And it's when we told people that we we're coming out with an announcement and we had something big coming, uh, people started guessing what it was, oh, which gosh. is actually a really good marketing tactic to get people to tell you what they want from you. Oh, I have a whole list. Without actually 
asking them what they want from you. Yes. Um, but a lot of people were guessing you would do a podcast and things like that. But we decided to do YouTube. So kind of what I want to talk a little bit about at the beginning here is why we chose YouTube and why we didn't choose something else like a podcast right. or something like that. Because you make a lot of video content mm-hmm. already. Yes. So let's back it way up. Okay. So you would describe yourself first and foremost as, well, obviously like a photographer and a mom and all these things, but a blogger is what you were for a long time. You were known as like the blogging queen. Yes. Which is so funny to me because that's not who I am anymore. Right. So, but let's talk about, so let's go all the way back. So when do you think, when did you start blogging? Cause you blogged every day, Mm -hmm. five days a week for, for like years. Yes. When did that start? Well, the blog started back in 2008 when I started my business, but then it transitioned. And I was not blogging every weekday then, mm-hmm. um, but I was blogging consistently. Um, and then a couple of years in, maybe 2010, I started like right around the time I was getting married. I remember going on our honeymoon and being like, I'm not going to have blog content for the for this week. It's going to be the end of, of my blogging career. And oh, it was gosh. totally fine. Yeah. But, um, but back kind of in that time frame, I was really blog. I, I always blogged every single shoot, but I was filling in with personal posts and then educational. Po- I mean, I always had content. I never ran out of things to blog about. Right. So that's because, so the funny thing, we talked to this on the podcast last time, but in case you missed that one, I am a recovering KJ fangirl recovering. as I have explained it. So, so when I was in college and I was starting my <laughs> photography business, I read your blog religiously. Like every single day I would get on my iPad and my good old RSS reader, RIP, and I would refresh and I would look at the Caitlin James blog every That's single day. So and funny. it was like, I thank you for your loyalty. <laughs> well, thanks. And it, well, which is part of the reason why I'm so excited mm-hmm. about the YouTube channel. Cause I kind of remember those things back in the day. Yeah. And when she says that she blogged everything about her life, she really means it. And she had blog posts about, I mean, when KK, before I met you, I literally knew so many things about you. I know. It was actually kind of scary. It was no, like it's not your scary. favorite soda, your oh. favorite color, your favorite food, your favorite gummy bears, like everything about your dog. Yes. Poor Pogo. We miss he's, him so much. He's still around, guys. He really is. Kinda. If you want a good time, go on Instagram and look up the hashtag Boca the Beach Poo. That was our first life. Just go back and look at all of the amazing photos of Boca and just reminisce Sweet on boy. our fallen child star. <laughs> yes. is. Furry fallen child star. Um, but like I, I mean, and there was even things like your family vacations and yes. when obviously when you got engaged, when you bought your house and decorating yeah. things, like all these different things about your life. And again, as someone who was a 21-year-old dude growing a photography business in Morgantown, West Virginia. People were probably concerned for you. They probably no, were worried. but I learned so much and I didn't necessarily yes. read it for all the de- like house decorating tips. I probably would yes. skip some of those blog posts. Yes. No offense. No KK. offense. But no. you gave tons and tons and tons of photography information as yeah. well. And what I think is interesting is that your whole career, you have kind of been like the photographer's photographer. Mm-hmm. Um to a certain extent, like sure. that has sort of been, I mean, a lot of your brides are photographers yes. and obviously now. the education side of your business now is the majority of your business. Yes. But I think a lot of that started from the blog right. and from the free education that you were giving. When you started doing that back in 2010, well, let's call mm-hmm. it, what did you have like a long-term plan or was there a reason why you were giving all this free education for photographers? I think for me, I... I genuinely loved teaching this stuff. And there's kind of like this um, sense of pride and purpose that you feel when you blog something and people are like, oh my gosh, this helped me so much. And I'm like, oh, it did? Well, I'm going to create something new. I'm going to teach you something else. And then the business side of me started thinking about long-term 
how I can't maintain shooting 50. I mean, I never shot 50, but 40 plus weddings a year. I, I can't maintain that and have kids one day. So I got to start thinking like, what could I, what could I do? Um, besides raising prices and then education really started to become, and, and the cool thing was it started to become this huge part of our business, but it was so successful because I'd had a heart for sharing before I ever got paid. Right. And I think people knew that and they had already gotten great content from me for almost eight to 10 years before I ever sold them anything. Right. And I think what's really interesting is I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, but what you were doing is simultaneously you were building the trust and building this sort of loyalty in this fan base that couldn't really be described as like KJ fanatics as mm-hmm. I kind of like to call them, right? Who knew every single thing about you, right. but then you're also really helping them. Was there, were you doing that intentionally? Cause at the time, was there anybody you were looking to who was doing this as well? Or was there, is this, no. what, what led you to even think, Oh yeah, this is a good idea. Like, I guess, cause it was working. Well, I, you mean, you mean the, it was a good idea in that like these people like the personal stuff and I can educate them and add yeah, value. Yeah, just like the whole, because obviously blogging was a big deal back in those days, but like mm-hmm. the, yeah, the concept of blogging about your family vacations and all those different things. Did you have like a strategy behind all that or it kind of just, because it, again, what the, we, we see the end result now and it, oh, it's like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like have these undyingly loyal fans while at the same time, like kind of priming them to eventually purchase, like, purchase things down the road. But at the time, there's no way you could have been no anticipating that. No, it was a it was a very perfect accident. And because you were, were you maybe trying to reach the brides with the personal things? Was that kind of your thought process? Sure. Maybe yes. I yes. I wanted. I I didn't know what I was doing until honestly, till I read the book Tribes by mm. Seth Godin, and I'd already been doing the tribe mentality. I just, no one had ever labeled it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed blogging family vacation. And honestly, I did those type of posts because of my love for like documenting and saving our family legacy through visual side of things. I was always the girl with the camera. I loved being able to like put a blog post up and then text my family and be like, guys, our pictures are up from the trip. And the praise and the excitement and like them freaking out and joking about, you know, the the photos that I had saved from our memories together. That is like why I kept doing it. But then the icing on the top was that like, there's like all these people on the internet (laughs) that liked it too. So I'm like, gosh, well, if I love it, my, and I'm doing it because I have a purpose for it within my family dynamic. Well, I'm just going to keep doing it for that reason. But at the same time, I didn't realize what was happening, but people were getting attached to like being a part of our life. People started saying things like, oh, I just saw your brother uh, on text campus. And I said, hi. I'm like, oh, I bet my brother was so freaked out by that. Like people would come up to him and be like, hey, I saw you on your sister's blog. And my brother's like, who are you? The funniest thing to ever interact and to watch is when her brother or her dad comes to like a big KJ event where she's in what I call like hyper KJ mode oh, where gosh. there's either like a meet and greet or some sort of a thing where there's a lot of people there who are there to see KK. Oh. And it's just so funny because her her dad and her brother, KK's from the middle of nowhere and they're yes. good old country boys yes. at, like at their heart. And it's just so funny to watch is bizarre. them interacting in this world with all these people. Um, so well, so well, it's, it's a strange, it's a strange dynamic. There's nothing yeah. normal about our situation and it all happened on accident. Right. But I, but I also think I, I believe that God has purposes for everything. And I know that with this popularity, I don't know if that's the term you would call it with 
this this following fame and stardom. No, no, <laughs> no. But but with that comes yeah. a lot of responsibility, and yes. part of that responsibility is it can't just be about me. I I do want to help people, and through even selling resources, I'm I'm still helping people. But that started with just a genuine heart to like, hey, people really can't figure out how to get that creamy background mm-hmm. called Boca. Like, right, right. and I remember searching for that on Jasmine Starr's blog. And she was, she mentioned once like, oh, I get bokeh by using a prime lens. And I'm like, oh, I got it. What's a prime lens? I got to look that up. I found a prime lens. I bought it. I used it. And I'm like, there you okay, go. Right. I'm going to make it easier for people to figure this out and did a blog post about it. So what I thought was so really interesting about your whole journey too is so you, again, I was an avid KJ blog reader and it wasn't until, I, I don't know when this was, I think it was actually 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, you did your first attempt at a video blog post which she kept calling a vlog which i thought was really funny which is like technically what i guess it was but it wasn't like a vlog as we know it but she liked to call it a vlog which i thought was really funny yes but i remember very distinctly kk watching that video which we look back at look back at it now and it's kind of funny to watch it is but i remember i'm like oh my gosh i've been reading about this girl's life and this was before instagram and all these different things but like reading all about this girl's life for all these years at this point and i've never heard her speak and just that one video and hearing your voice like putting a voice to the words i was like oh and it was like this instant deeper connection Mm -hmm. in just something very silly again it was only like a five minute little thing and it wasn't even anything super profound or or well planned out or executed sure yes But. but like it was just like little like hint of connection and i think you did maybe two or three of those and then you stopped mm-hmm. so what i think is so in terms of your video journey so that's kind of like your blog journey or whatever but in terms of getting into video mm-hmm. that was kind of the first dabble when did you kind of realize hmm, this video thing could be beneficial for me and for my career well, that is a great question. Let's talk about when Tyler Harrington came into our life. I remember thinking, um, well, I remember you mentioning, KK, you probably should do a little bit more with, with video. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but, but the truth is, I think you knew that there was so much growth that could happen. And there was. Um, I think you even mentioned back in the day, like, you should do a YouTube channel. I'm like, ah, maybe like six years from now. Which is like Here what, we are. what Look happened. At us go. Yeah. Um, but it really, it's really kicked off when we started to do courses, when we started to film for courses, I, I would say, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So the first time I ever did any video work with KK, you were speaking at WPPI, which is a big photographer's conference yes. in Las Vegas. It was a big deal. And you needed to have a promo promo video kind of bumper welcome thing. Welcome video, yeah. Yeah, welcome video sort of thing. And she like emailed me and was like, hey, would you be able to come do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was so excited. You guys, this was like pre us being actual friends. <laughs> we had met a couple of times it's and so I was like funny. trying to like plant this seed of like, yeah, I can help you with video stuff. And so that's kind of how it started. Yep. And I think for you, again, you're doing all this education stuff. You used to do workshops in your home and one-on-one mm-hmm. mentoring sessions and stuff like that. But I got to a point where you could only do 12. And then I think you expanded like 16 people at a right. time. And it just was becoming this sort of limiting factor. So I yes. think once we started doing the video together and it became accessible and you're like, oh, like this is more realistic to do at kind of scale. Right. And you started to see how many people we could actually reach. That was when the video thing became huge sure. in your business. Yeah. And we um we have a lot of good friends that um we're starting to teach online. Um not a not a lot. At the time it was like 
too. Right, um, right. But they were they were doing courses and they had their own teams, um, uh, video teams, like in Nashville. And you know, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, this is a lot of work. But like, they're they're really reaching a lot of people. They're selling a lot of courses. They're helping people, making great money. Like, I I could do this if I had someone that could help me make it happen. And here he is. Hello. Um, and so yeah. I think it was a good combination of. We were transitioning into that world, whether we knew it or not. You had already invite us, invited us into that world. Right. Um, and it was perfectly timed, in my opinion. And I, I don't want to take uh, any credit for the actual like courses and selling them and launching. Like, that was all you. You were kind of already in that mode. But I think that like just being able to make it, like you said, more accessible and this thing that was like not unobtainable or so cumbersome or whatever, yeah. that it made it that much, that much better. But I will say, though that having having you as a resource and the encouragement, knowing that we had a friend that we could, that's a huge part of being able to get products created is yeah. knowing how to do it. And you were- And it was a learning part. process for both of us. You know, we, sure. we had never really done it before. I had never created a course. Like I knew how to make videos mm-hmm. and you had never made a course before. No. So we actually, between the two of us, learned a lot in terms of the technical side for me in terms of the filming and the editing and everything that goes into that, even just like the back and forth and yeah. how we're going to get the videos edited. And um, mm-hmm. so we've made now three full length courses, one business journey thing that was a year long. We've done a lot of video content. A lot. We've created a lot of video content. Yes. And you've that, also filmed my, a lot of my personal Yes. And so the story, per, and I think that the person, those filming the personal things, which happened to just be because we were friends. Yes. I think that actually spoke well into the YouTube channel as well because mm-hmm. every time we would post yes. a video about your baby announcement or some funny thing or whatever, mm-hmm. that would get so much engagement as well. And I think to me, that was when I first started thinking, okay, this YouTube thing could be could something. really become a thing, right? Because you're so good on camera and you're so used to it now at this point. For me, I was like, okay, this makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and then, so then going kind of back to blogging. So the education stuff is all kind of growing and becoming into courses you're still blogging on a regular basis. Yes. You went through a lot of personal stuff. We don't have to get into all the details, but you just had a lot of personal things lots happen of with stories. babies and lots of just things mm. happened in personal life. So yep. you kind of fell off the blogging bandwagon. Wagon yep. In 2017. 2017. Okay. So And fell off means I was yeah. I was only blogging my work. Yeah, let's not get let's not get it confused here. She still blogs on a very regular basis, more well, than probably I most people. I blog every month, right? But it used to be I was blogging every week without fail, right. five and times a week without fail for years in a mm-hmm. row, and it was kind of your identity was almost oh, wrapped yes. up in this. And I then, had a huge identity crisis when I was not blogging. Yeah, so then basically, like you mm. almost lost a finger. We have lots yeah. of videos talking about this. You can go find all the details. Mm. I don't even get yes. all of it here. You couldn't yes. type for. Months. Weeks, months, yes. had a baby, had a second baby, lost a baby, like all sorts of just yes. crazy personal things. So in terms of your personal business stuff, like your business continuing to grow yes. and the education side especially was taking off at this point, right. but you had been blogging less than you probably ever had before. What was sort of your thought process in that? Like, Did you think, oh, this is weird. Like I thought if I stopped blogging, my whole world was going to fall apart. Like, right. What was your, Oh, what it was, you, what have you concluded now three years later yes. of that? Um, it's a great question. Cause all those things are fears that went through my mind mm-hmm. of like, um, well, first of all, I needed to be broken of some workaholic tendencies before I had my first child. I, um, I mean, I, I was to the point where I would say things like, and this is awful. Michael's going to hear me and just cringe. I would say things like, 
I mean, it just seems like less work to just not go on a vacation than to come back and be all backed up on work. Like that's how it entrenched I was yeah. in work. not taking vacations because like, oh, I'll just get backed up on work. It's just awful. Yeah. So that was a good, it was good for me to be forced through a tumor in my hand to be forced to take a break. Um, I realized that my identity and what I had built up in the blog up until 2017 was strong enough to maintain just on Instagram mm -hmm. and that, that the personal side, the of personal things. side, yeah. like, yeah. So we're not going to, I wasn't going to lose all my momentum that I thought I had because I wasn't blogging. But in my mind, I thought it was just, everything was going to die. Right. Right. Um, so, so then, yeah, we lost our second child, then got pregnant with our third three months later. Yeah. I'm just tired. Right. I, yeah. I'm just tired. And I was still blogging all of our shoots, right. Um, engagement sessions, weddings, anniversary sessions here and there, like twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was still blogging. I blogged Evie's like monthly updates, but like right. that's the extent of the blog 2017 to 2019 basically. Right. So yeah. Right. And so, and the reason that you would tell people back in the day, reason why you'd say to somebody, hey, well, you should have a blog, were for a, kind of a number of reasons. The personal aspect we talked about, help people connect with you, right. brides, things like that. But a big reason was, so A, you don't look dead as a business, yes, right? And B, for SEO and just Google is constantly crawling new content. So if you're blogging, you're putting new content on yes. your website, mm -hmm. all these different things, right? So even, so what you were doing from a wedding photography standpoint was still achieving most of yeah. your kind of reasons why you tell people that you should be blogging. The thing that you're obviously missing was some of that personal connection mm -hmm. elements, but Instagram, Instagram stories, those types of things have kind of taken place of those, Yes, which is why some people would argue that blogging is not as relevant. I don't want to say dead because I think that we just said, I mean, SEO, like there's reasons why blogging is important but some people let's be honest some people think it's dead some people say blogging is dead yes and so when we announced the youtube channel the kind of the way that we pitched it or the way that we kind of talked about it was imagine the blog in 2010 where you're sharing all these fun personal things all this sort of stuff but in video form and the right. education and stuff like that because to us again somebody who read the blogs in 2010 that yes. was a really exciting prospect right but when we said that we put that out there we got a lot of interesting responses in yeah. the cage education facebook groups and just across social media in general of people saying like, wait, is she saying that blogging is dead? Like she's not going to be blogging anymore. Like the YouTube should, is the new we, thing. Should, should I, I start stop? a YouTube yeah, channel? I should stop blogging. I so should. what would you say to that? Like what would you say to people who are wedding photographers primarily? Mm -hmm. Your situation is a little bit different because yes. education has become the majority of your business. But for mm -hmm. somebody out there who's a wedding photographer, what would you tell them about blogging, YouTube, Instagram, where do those right. all kind of rank? How do you see all those in the 2020 version of yeah. a wedding photographer? Um, that's a big question. But I think the answer to that is it's multifaceted because different people um, have to decide for themselves what their best plan of action, what's most realistic for them to create a personal brand in the most effective way, in the most efficient way, um, and in a way that will portray them um, the best. And for me... Uh, blogging was great for me, but like you said, and when you introduce this idea of you doing YouTube, you knew that, you know, it doesn't freak me out to have a camera in my face. And, and I normally, well, you might, I can normally do a pretty efficient job filming things. 
Yes. Most of the time. PK is great at long form content. I'm she not only good at short form with content. Like a 30 second Facebook ad if, will take us 45 minutes. Yes. But a I'm 45 sorry. minute long video will, will take, take us 47 minutes. Yes. I struggle with the short ones, but for the most part, right. you're good I, on camera. I, yes. We're used to having cameras around. We're already creating a lot of video content anyway, anyway. that just lives on, we're putting everything on Vimeo. So it and was we not have a resource. I am not doing this by myself. And right. I think that a lot of people, if you were to say, I'm going to take on managing a YouTube channel and creating the content myself, well, that is fine. Mm-hmm. But you just sign yourself up for a full-time job. Sure. And you have got to know that the reward of creating the content, spending the time producing it, perfecting it, managing it, posting it, promoting it, like all of that has got to be greater and more, um, uh, what's the word? Um, it, it's got to be worth enough to you. Good, like ROI. Yes. Yeah, the return yes. on your investment, even if your investment is only time. It's, it has got to, you got to make sure that it's worth it. High. It's got to right. be high. And for me, I think everyone needs to know that I produce the content and that's all I do. Right. I film it and I have a lot of help with everything <laughs> else. So when people say, should I have a YouTube channel? My first gut reaction is like, no, I don't think that's the best use of your time because it's right. not taking up a lot of my time. Um, and now it it does take resources. You know, mm-hmm. it's not free. We have to invest in this. But um, and if someone has that investment and has a great team member that they could bring on, that's awesome. But um, I think that's the first thing you have to consider is what's your your ROI? How are you going to be repaid for this? Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to also thinking about who you're trying to reach. So for you, yeah. the majority of the YouTube stuff is, we've even talked about this, when we're planning it and thinking about it, we're thinking about... Educating photographers. Educating photographers. So reaching new photographers who don't know who Caitlin James is already, mm-hmm. or kind of servicing the Caitlin James fan, fan base. base already with videos like Micah and Evie and yes. like like her um, daughter and nephew yes. and like fun family videos, all those different things. Obviously, random Joe Schmo on the street probably doesn't care no. that much about your kids. Micah, but yet they Micah are the most popular video <laughs> yes. right now. Um, so it's kind of like two faceted for us and we're trying yes. to reach new people through the SEO of YouTube because... Mm-hmm. If you didn't know this, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world and yes. it's owned by the largest search engine in the world. So there's yeah. a lot of good reasons for us to put stuff out on YouTube. And so what I would say to anybody out there who's like thinking about starting a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. potentially if you're a wedding photographer, I think that you can, again, you've got to figure out if like you can handle the technical side of things and who you're trying to reach. But I think there is a world in which 2010, Caitlin, that yeah. approach to blogging, in those types of things, would do well. sharing your family, the more intimate thing. Because again, in that five-minute video of you speaking, I felt so much more connected to you than I had in four years of reading your blog. Yes. So mm-hmm. I think there's value to kind of doing both. And if you can figure out a way to sort of navigate them smartly, use the video content. So what's interesting, so what I would suggest to people is if you want to do, again, a personal blog post, maybe not every single like getting rid of blogging completely, I don't think is a good idea. No. But if you wanted to have a personal blog post and incorporate a video element into it, put it up on a YouTube channel, embed that YouTube video into the blog post, which is write what some we words around it, right? Which is how once you get your blog up and running again, which we, is a whole it, other story. It went through a maintenance phase. It's actually, it is, it is up and running up again, and running. so I can use it. So there's a lot of power in that in terms of an yes. SEO standpoint, combining your actual blog written words around the video, mm-hmm. the video itself, doing some 
learning, doing some YouTubing on how to tag videos, how to title them, everything that kind of goes into it. I think there can be a lot of benefit for people, but you have to be really intentional and you kind of have to know what you're doing and more importantly, kind of why you're doing it. So if you're just going to jump into YouTube and say, I'm just going to start talking about Lightroom techniques because that's what KK does. And you're just a wedding photographer trying to get more brides. That's probably not going to be, yeah, that's not going to make sense sense because your brides don't necessarily care about your Lightroom editing techniques. But they may care to hear, see your voice and see your face and hear you talk about three ways that you can be set up for success in your bridal suite during the getting ready period of the day. Right. They would, that would be great. They'd hear your voice. They'd get to hear you talk about something that would help them get better images. That's awesome. But again, it goes back to what can you maintain, what's manageable, mm-hmm. what's realistic, and um, and just know that I am still blogging. Right. I'm not giving up blogging. Right. Um, actually, nothing has changed about blogging except that you might see more blog posts that are just, hey, there's a new YouTube video. Here's a little blurb about what it's about, and you can watch it. It's embedded into a blog post. Right. Why would I? It, that, that's an SEO goldmine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing new content for Google to crawl through. Um, I'm posting something on my YouTube channel, which is searchable. Um, great for SEO. I, I, I will definitely not be stopping. And Google blogging. sees those things. They see, and there's a YouTube video and a blog post, and they see those look, talking to each other, and people looking at both. That's going to help boost both of those, mm-hmm. sh- so they show up higher in search and all those different things. So I would say that there is a lot of value to video, yeah. and I think that video in general is very, very beneficial. There's lots of reasons why you should be pursuing video as a wedding photographer. Sure. And there's lots of, it doesn't have to be a YouTube channel in the sense of like the way that we're doing it. I right. think having some sort of a welcome video, like, Hey, bride, thank you so much for inquiring. I'm so excited to get yes. to talk to you. Let me explain a couple of things about how I work. That type of a embedded video in, and even an auto generated email response, yes. makes it feels so much more personal than just uh, a PDF with your and, pricing. And people don't do this stuff. Like right. we tell people in our business journey all the time, they're like, I, you know, I keep getting um, overlooked and ghosted and and I don't know how to stand out. I'm like, when someone responds to you, take out your iPhone and hold it up at a good angle and decent light and right. take one minute, literally one minute and say, hey, Ash, thank you so much for your inquiry. I'm so excited for you guys. Congrats on your engagement. I just want to send a quick video so you could see my face, hear my voice, and just know that I'm going to be sending over some pricing information. Again, so, so excited to get to know yeah. you. No one does that. And when any, any photographer actually takes our advice and tries it, they win. Right. Like video is intimidating. I get it. But if you practice with it, mm-hmm. it can be life-changing and business-altering yeah. you know, if, you, if you implement it. And I think that Instagram stories are actually a really great place to get started with yes. all this because it helps you practice being on camera. You can help kind of watch back like your tone and your inflection and all those different things. It's good to just practice those while doing an Instagram story and it goes away after 24 hours. So if you're kind of yeah. embarrassed if by it's it, awful, it's if gone. it's not super great, it's going to be gone. Yeah. You can always save it your highlights if you really want to, if it is good, but you don't have to. So that's like a good place to get yeah. started. Um, but I do think that video, again, video can be really beneficial. I don't think that YouTube is like, oh yes, every single photographer out there has to start a YouTube channel. No. But I do think that video can be really beneficial for everybody out there. So so in a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, for people who are asking me, oh, so you're done with blogging and I should start doing YouTube. Um, the answer to that is no and no. Um, I don't think everyone has to start YouTube. I think it might make sense for some people and it's a smart field mm-hmm. to get into. If you have the resource, the time, it's realistic. And if you enjoy being in front of the camera, if you don't enjoy this, people mm-hmm. are going to read right through it and it's so, such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You got to really enjoy it and be okay with it. 
And it's not always going to be easy. Again, it, right off the bat, like if you watch KK's old videos, they aren't super amazing right no. off the bat, but you learn how to do it. So it's a combination of like, just get out there and just do it. If it's something you want to do, just start doing it, start practicing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Um, Gary Vee talks a lot about how you need to start, you can just be documenting. You don't always have to be creating. So it doesn't always have to be this super creative thing. Just hearing your voice talking through right. three things to do on an engagement session that you could easily write as a blog post. Like that's super beneficial. Um, from a technical standpoint, photographers, you have a leg up on everybody. You have the most expensive right. piece of all the gear. You yes. have the camera and the lenses and you the knowledge on mic. how light works. Getting a mic would be really good. So I do think that, yeah, there's lots of reasons why people should be considering pers- to pursue the YouTube thing. But for us, the number one thing is just making this content that we're already creating work for us yeah. longer term. Because the best part about YouTube is that it has a very, very long tail and that you make a video today these videos we put out of Micah and Nevi last week will continue to get views and continue to get people watching it three, four, five years down the road. Right. And theoretically, as you continue to grow this library in your YouTube channel, you'll have more and more videos that are getting views every single day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, eventually, eventually getting to the point where you're potentially getting thousands of views right. every single day who are looking at your things, connecting to your website, all these different things. So there's a lot of upside to it. We're not saying no, nobody should start a YouTube channel, but we're also not saying it's a must. Yes. It's yeah. not a must. It a needs to just make dead. sense. Blogging is not, not saying dead. that. Nope. Hear us loud and clear. Yes. But okay. And the, and I think what's cool about all this too is just, um, you know, it's not like starting a YouTube channel. It's like this new fad. It's not like right. it, it, I'm pretty behind behind the game. <laughs> I, this is, this is an old concept, mm-hmm. but I think being willing to try something new is like the name of the game in, in the industry that we're in anything online. If you're not willing to branch out, then like it, you know, you might as well just kind of call it quits now. That is one thing I've always appreciated about KK. As long as I've ever known her, she's always been creating the path not necessarily following the path which i think is interesting i do feel like i'm following the path with youtube don't you think you think yeah i, I don't know that many other wedding photographers or people um, kind of in true. your position that have youtube channels there are people out there and yes. that's another you know part of the reason why we're doing this because i've looked at the things that are out there and i think that we can create things that are as good or better than them and rank and again finding new people who've never heard of Caitlin before sure. who are looking for photography education online. Yeah. I think there's a lot of um, upsides to it. But and, and the self another selfish reason we're doing YouTube is because there are aspects of I mean I am I am weirdly obsessed with trying to save and capture seasons of life that are just going by so fast. So I told Tyler, I'm like, I will do a YouTube channel if I have a clip or two every now and then of my kids just Eating publish somewhere, yes, just to save their littleness, I, that's worth it to have a yeah. YouTube channel because that's the blog. The beauty of the blog is it's my life scrapbook online. Yeah. And it's I just, just letting other new, people come in, look at yes, your scrapbook. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's so that's why for us, again, it really is the YouTube channel really is just like the blog in video form. Yeah. And we know that it worked for that. So I'm very confident that's going to work for this. We've had yeah. a really great response so far. People so are excited. Wrapping it up, KK. What yes. has been your favorite part so far? We're only eight videos in, seven videos mm-hmm. in, or something like that, to the YouTube channel. What has been your favorite part of doing YouTube so far? I think one of my favorite parts is uh, Michael's gotten to be a part mm, of it. Yes, and that is um, Michael's great at video too. But he, there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a reason in the past. Really, because I'm like doing a lighting and location course and, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't want to come on and 
talk about, you know, foreground, like that's my thing. I love foreground. So Michael has not had a place where he's gotten to do video content and he's, he's better at filming stuff in a lot of ways than I am. He's just straight to the point. He doesn't ramble as much. Um, (laughs) Michael just listens to everything I say and and he he says it back and it's great. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I I think it's been fun. I hope he'll do more in the future, but it's been fun to incorporate him and, and letting people get to know him. I think there's a lot of, um, who we are as a couple. Like if you like me, then you'd really like us as a couple. Yeah. Like, like it's double the betterness. <laughs> that's not the right phrase, but, um, but that's been and, fun. And that was funny for me to see. Cause I obviously I'm around you guys all the time. The right. response, they did their, uh, their first Q and a video yes. and you know, you weren't performing, you weren't doing anything super crazy or entertaining. You're literally just talking to each other and answering right. a couple of questions. People loved it and it yes. was very entertaining to people because they don't normally get to see you guys yeah. in that mode. And everyone knows who Michael is and they obviously, you know, if they've been around at all. But I think seeing you guys work together is, that is really fun. So yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the YouTube channel because I think that it just opens up a lot of possibilities for us to try new things mm-hmm. um, and educate people in new ways. Yes. And there's so many things that we've, uh, we've even that we've done already in courses then like, man, if we did this as a YouTube video, this would be really, really beneficial to right. people. Um, and, you know, as a really good way of showing people why these courses are so good. Because at the end of the day, the whole point of doing any of this is just right. to help people yes. grow their business, become better photographers, be more successful, all these different things. And we do believe that the courses that we create mm-hmm. will help you do that, will help you grow as a photographer. Sure. And I think the YouTube video is a really good way of getting people to see kind of what's out there like what we sure. have to offer in these courses and just kind of get help not not persuade them even but really just show them like hey we can help you like yes. if you think that this youtube video is helpful the course i promise is a hundred times more helpful and you yeah, should go trust check that out. trust building yeah trust ways. building all these different things so yeah. cool well i'm really excited kk me too thank you for finally letting me help you make a YouTube channel. Yes. I've been watching YouTube for so this is many years. Ty's dreams and coming I've, true. I've always wanted, I've always thought like, man, if I really had time and resources to dedicate to going full steam at a channel and kind of give it my all, I think we can do something really cool yeah. um, for me or for anybody else. And this is a really cool opportunity for me to get to do this. And, and we, really thankful. we're thankful for you because this would, without a doubt, <laughs> would have never happened without Ty yeah. and without the encouragement and without the excitement around it, honestly, because if you don't have excitement for a part of your business, that's why all of like our team works so well is because everything that each each person is doing, they're excited about their job and Mm -hmm. you are excited about what you get to do. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, thanks KK. Thanks for being on. We'll have to have you on, uh, in sometime in the future and we'll see how things are going. I wouldn't be surprised if like, Mm, oh no three He's, years from oh, now no. predictions everybody not everybody but you it would be much more common for photographers and people to have their own youtube channels i yeah. think that it's one of those things that's kind of starting to swell people are starting to see the benefit and i think that seeing what you're doing with it i think people are going to be really excited all right there you go i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with caitlin i think that this is a really really interesting time for her and it's a really interesting space for her to be in and i'm really really excited about her youtube channel if you couldn't tell already from that 
episode there. So if you want to go check out our YouTube channel, you can go over to youtube.com slash Caitlin James. And if you haven't heard, we actually are revamping my YouTube channel and it is now officially the Ties Tech Line YouTube channel. So if you like this podcast and you made it all the way to the end, you definitely want to go check out the, the YouTube channel. So there's a link for that in the description. It's still youtube.com slash the Harrington's, but it is now officially Ties Tech Line. I'm really, really excited about that. I'm going to do an entire podcast episode explaining exactly what that means and why that's happening and everything involved with that. But definitely go check out both those things. Go follow me on Instagram at Tyler Harrington. Go follow KK at Caitlin James. And let us know over there what you thought of this episode. I thought this was a really fun episode. I'm really appreciative of how open and candid KK was. So go ahead and send us a message over on Instagram if you want to connect with us. We'd love to chat with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Ty from Ty's Tech Line. And we'll see you next time.